Welcome to Real Estate Agent Superstars. I'm your host, RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending, and we have a very, very awesome guest with us today. We have Renee Boston from 8Z Realty, and Renee is a pretty new agent. She's going on her third year in the business, not going on, she's almost done with her third year in the business, and she was a former kindergarten teacher turned realtor, and she's had a lot of success in the business. She was actually Rookie of the Year with the Mile High Leaders Group, and uh, just has, has really taken her business to a, a really successful lev level in a short period of time. So he, she is joining us today to share how she has used her teaching and education, education approach to securing clients and building her business. So welcome to the show, Renee. Really happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So, so tell us a little bit more about yourself. So you're a former kindergarten teacher. How long did you do that for? I did that for five years. Um, okay. So uh, second marriage. So then got to do something a little bit different. So went and got my master's in education, quick program to, you know, do that. And yep. um, I really just wanted summers off. I thought that would be the greatest thing in the world, leave corporate America and have summers off. And it was, it was great until COVID hit. And then I, I was not interested anymore. So yeah. I don't know. I, maybe that's bad. I have no idea. But um, so we were moving to the Denver area, originally from Alabama. After kids got out of high school, we moved to the mountains and we lived up there for two years. And then my husband got an opportunity to move to Denver. So we did. Um, the lady who helped us with our house was like, I'm really, really busy. Um, why don't you get your real estate license and help me? I used to be a teacher and I was like, well, I don't really want to teach. So not with, you know, five-year-olds and masks and plexiglass and all that, just no interest. So um, yeah. I got my real estate license and boom, here we go. That's awesome. I thought I detected a little bit of an accent there. It didn't sound like New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how long have you been in Colorado overall then? Five years in Colorado. Five, um, two in the mountains and three in Denver. Okay. Where in the mountains did you live? We lived in the Woodland Park area, um, actually a little further up in Divide. Okay. Nice. Nice area. It's beautiful. It's a, it's remote. The hiking is fabulous. Um, the air is wonderful. You don't have to have air conditioner and I love it. I mean, you could oh. just be outside all the time, but um, as far as having a lot to do besides that, yeah, not a lot. <laughs> Yeah, right. We lived in Evergreen for years and it, it's, there's quite a bit to do up there, but it's, you know, after a while it's, you know, you kind of, we, we've, we're in the city now and we've enjoyed that. Us but, too. Um, yeah. And yeah. we probably should have done an opposite. We probably should have moved to the mountains as our last stop instead of our first stop to Colorado. But um, we love being in the city. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you started off assisting another agent. Are you still with this other agent? No, she is actually selling in another state now. So um, I am on my own. Um, I learned so much from her just from riding in the car, listening to all of her conversations. And um, and then, you know, shortly after it was it was we split. And I mean, we only split because she moved and yeah, everything's good. OK, awesome. What, what are the two most valuable things that you learned from her? Uh, communication is super important um, with clients, and um, it's something I already knew, but I just watched her do it, is building that relationship. I mean, when you're with um, clients, you're not going to sell them a house. I mean, you don't live in their shoes or their wallet. You can listen and try to figure out what it is that they want and what they need. Um, you can ask them questions and, and make sure that you have that list in your head. So when they see a shiny object, you, you know, get them back to where you know they need to be 
within their budget. Um, it's really just building the relationship and making the process simple for clients. Yeah, and and you've taken what what you uh, your skills as a teacher and you've brought that into the real estate business. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, um, my favorite client of all time is a first time home buyer. So um, I love getting people who think they can't buy a home into a home. It's just so super exciting. You know, when I was in my twenties, that's the first thing I did after I had a, a real job. So we bought a house. Um, I think, you know, it's the American dream. It's awesome. It's super fun. I don't care what age you are. Um, you know, we have a lot of people in Colorado from other countries, first time home buyers. So I take all of that and just educate them on the process. That is my job as an agent. It's not, it's to find them the house, but you know, Everyone looks for their own houses now. That's not the most important job. I think it still is crucial if you want to set yourself apart as an agent to um, I'm, I'm not going to get on my island, but, you know, not drip houses to them, like listen to them, see what they want, be proactive on finding them things. But really, it's educating them on the process. Um, I tell people, um, you know, this is kind of a little kindergarten analogy, but it works for adults, too. My first question is, how do you put a puzzle together? And I don't know, RJ, how do you put a puzzle together? One piece at a time. Oh, come on. I need more than that. <laughs> I don't know. Um... One piece at a time. Okay. Well, not RJ, but most people say. <laughs> With the border most on people. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you put the border on first, right? So yeah. the border is actually um, RJ's. That's your world. Okay. That is your lending. And then mm -hmm. all the other things that, you know, a lot of people say they put pieces in piles by color or by shape. And those are all your wants and your needs. And we can't put any puzzle piece outside of that border. So it's very important to educate people on the pre-qualification first. And not only what you're pre-qualified for, but what do you want your monthly budget to be? And um, I always say, you know, I, I get frustrated when you go buy a car and they're like, well, what do you want your payment to be? Well, on a car, I want to know how much the car costs. I mean, that's what I want to know. What's my bottom line? I don't really care about what my monthly payment is. I want to know how much I'm paying for that car because that's kind of a short term, you know, certainly not an investment either. So when I'm working with my my buyers, we'll just kind of talk about buyers specifically. Um, I just want to know where they're comfortable per month. And then I'll get with someone like you, you know, get with RJ and we come up with a plan. You can afford a house, you know, you can qualify for the moon, usually you qualify for way more than you would want to spend, but where we are monthly. So we're going to look at taxes. We're going to look at homeowners insurance. We're going to look at HOA. We're going to put the whole border together, you know, with all of those, because that is how we can loop in all the other piles. You know, I want a backyard. I want, you know, to, to have acreage. I want, you know, an open floor plan. I can't even think about any of that until I have my border built or otherwise we're all wasting time. Um, another thing that I tell my my buyer specifically, because lending and that piece can just be like so daunting. Um, I have one lender and she says we have to undress people financially. It makes them very uncomfortable. We talk about that. I mean, I lay it all out. I set the expectation out of, of the whole process so that they kind of know what they're getting into. Um, and I think that is just it, it's how I start. And then um, when it's a we meet one-on-one, -on -one, we're in the house and I can really have their attention. I go through the entire 30 days, you know, once we get under contract, you're going to turn in your earnest money. You're going to get an inspection. And I'll talk about the documents that are coming. I'm just so super specific um, so that when we do find the perfect house, 
they're financially ready. Um, it is exactly what they want. I've kind of kept them on track and take them back to, you know, you really told me you had to have a three-car garage. You know, we're not going to back off of that. You said that was very important. I'll just keep, you know, on with that. Um, and then by the time we get under contract, they already know what to expect. And to me, that is how you make a transaction smooth. So do you have a specific process? Do you, for example, if you go over the entire 30 days at one meeting, that's that's a lot of information. Do you have a process mm -hmm. where you then revisit the, the certain parts? Absolutely. Oh, goodness. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll tell my buyers, you are about to drink from a fire hydrant, you know, while I'm going through all this. But I, of course, but they've got to know, RJ, they've got to know what it is mm -hmm. they're getting themselves into. They've got to know that three days after we go under contract or two, you need that earnest money. That earnest money is mm -hmm. going to go hard. It's not like, because you'll talk to them. If you're not careful about educating them, you can say, you know, your earnest money is your down payment on your down payment. It's going to be put in an escrow account. What some people hear is, oh, it's going to be put in an escrow account over here. I'm just going to write the check and they're going to hold it. So mm -hmm. I'm very specific. And I'm like, that money is going to be pulled out of your account the very day it goes to title. Mm -hmm. And that is something like, if you don't tell people that and just assume that they know that, you can make a big mistake. And, and then mm -hmm. they are mortified and embarrassed and you know, ashamed and, you know, but it's really shame on the agent if they didn't tell them. So I do lay it all out and I do know it's drinking from a fire hose, but don't worry. Cause the whole time, you know, we're going to just continue to talk about the same things until they feel comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah. Ha have some of the, your processes and the things that you educate people on, is that come through um, trial and error, making some mistakes on your part, and you th you think, well, that's probably something I need to put into my uh, checklist or my yeah yeah one hundred percent. And then I'm going to get to take another teacher thing, okay? So um, when you're teaching kiddos, the uh, you tell them the only way you learn is to make a mistake. That's the only way you're going to learn because otherwise you know everything, correct? If you yeah. never make a mistake, you know everything, and that's just not reality. Okay. It's just not reality. Um, I was actually on the um, phone with a, with a teammate of mine and there was something that got, uh, it wasn't clicked in the contract that she was the seller's agent on. Um, she's new. Everyone missed it. You know, the person who went over her contract missed it. So they're up against closing tomorrow and there's like $175 out there that somebody's got to pay. And it was um, water transfer fee send in that water section. So mm -hmm. she's mortified and she's like, I'm so embarrassed. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what, teammate, you will never, ever, ever make that mistake again. You will always go to that water transfer and you will always make sure it has a check on there. It's the first thing you'll check. It's the very yeah. first thing you'll check. So I think being in any career and especially when you're working with the public, you have to have some vulnerability. Um, you have to have transparency. If you make a mistake, you make a mistake. Own it, fix mm -hmm. it, move on, and you won't ever make it again. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. So, mm -hmm. so um, what, what are some of the, the most valuable things you've learned after you went off on your own, apart from the agent that you were under? Oh, um, well, uh, if you don't know the answer to something, I have a huge team behind me that does. So I used to play off of her a lot, um, you know, and ask her a ton of questions. Um, and now 
that I don't have that one-on-one. I just have the best team ever. Uh, Not only do I have my Parker Castle real estate team, and we're just like a little sisterhood, literally, with one man, (laughs) poor fella, but um, it's just a bunch of girls, and we just take care of each other. We ask each other questions. We fill in for each other if we need to. And then furthermore, I have um, 8Z. We call it the 8Z Nation behind me. And you can literally get online and email a question, um, you know, by your needs, blah, 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 or what happens if blah, blah, blah. And then boom, boom, boom. It's like a, it's like Mm. magic how many people show up for you. So I, I will plug my company a thousand times because I've never worked anywhere where we all cheer for each other. And this is a business where you would think it would be competitive and it's just not, there's enough business for everybody. And and that's how we feel there. And it's, it's just a great place. I don't worry about not knowing everything because I've got so many people behind me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's it sounds like a valuable resource. Absolutely. Um, so what have you done to build your business so fast? Where did your clients come from? Okay. Well, when I started, um, I bought Zillow leads and that was very successful, but that was also when it was like, you know, how fast can you pick up the phone? How fast can you get to the house and how fast can you write your offer? I mean, that's where I started. Um, And what I learned. Not to interrupt, but when in 2020 did you start? Was it before or after COVID? It was October after COVID COVID started in March and I started real estate in October. Okay. Okay. So what year was that? 21? Just to get a perspective of. of Yeah. Yeah. 21. It's when it was insanity. So at that point, um, you know, I really feel like I learned how to build a relationship with a listing agent. Because you didn't really have a ton of time to build relationships with the clients at that point when they were Zillow leads, you know, they call, they want to see a house, they want to run offer, boom, boom, boom. So what I learned during that time was just how to negotiate with the listing agent. And I, I don't even want to use the word negotiate. Part of it is, of course, we're agents, we're in sales. It's a lot of negotiation, but it's also about building the relationship with the listing agent. I feel that is when I sell. That's when I use my sales skills, you know, to build rapport, um, you know, have them gain trust in me that we're definitely going to get to the closing table. So that's, you know, where I learned that skill set. And then fast forward, everything has changed. I still get Zillow leads. Um, I'm on a Zillow Flex team now, so a little bit different. But, um, you know, it, it's still the sales come, the sell um skill comes when you're trying to get under contract. Again, you're educating the buyer and you are selling your buyer to that listing agent. Yeah. Those are great points. I mean, that's so key to, to that, that process of establishing that relationship is so key. Mm -hmm. Oh, with the listing agent. Oh my goodness. That is, it's so crucial. And, you know, I've had times as the listing agent where the agent on the other side didn't really try to do that. I find it shocking. It makes me very sad for their buyer, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I did have a situation just last week and I was like, oh my gosh, if I had another offer, I probably wouldn't take that one, you know, just because like I smell trouble a mile away. And if you, you've got to let the listing agent know, like you're the one for the go, you're the one for the show, you're the one for closing. We're going to get it there. It's just so important. Yeah. Yeah. So how have you, um, as you built your business, how have you kept track of your prospects and your clients and, and what's going on with them and, and remembering when to follow up? Do you use a database program? I do. I I use Boomtown as my database. Um, 
if I were super honest, I don't use it as much as I really know I need to. My company does a lot of stuff to help us out on that. But um, I have a spreadsheet. It's the Ninja spreadsheet. So I've got, you know, three different categories of my active mm -hmm. people. And, um, you know, I'm on that 24-7. You know, I, I know my people and where we are. I let Boomtown take care of um, people who aren't, like, really ready to buy a house. You know, just they see my face often. But my people who are ready, like, today or within the next year, they are in a spreadsheet that I look at every day. And I date it. And I just keep up with it like that. I love it. Just old school. Just going at it. Uh, very old school. Yeah. Very well, old school. If it was very, it's okay. It'd be a piece of paper if it was really old school. <laughs> well, hey, uh, I, oh wait, I don't have it with me, but I have about fifty little notebooks, and oh my goodness, I go to town in those. So um, I'm either doodling in meetings because, believe it or not, that helps you focus, or you know, I've got my my day, and and I live and breathe and die by the calendar on my phone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are you a time blocker? No, I don't do any of the things you're supposed to, RJ. <laughs> okay. well, when you said you're a calendar person, I thought, you know, maybe. <laughs> I wish, you know, um, well, I just do calendar. Like I check it every night to see like what my day is for the next day and, you know, just check off things throughout the day. Um, I've really been successful and I'm like super happy and proud of where I am. Um, but they, I still have areas I could improve. I mean, a hundred thousand percent. What kind of areas could you improve in? Well, you know, things like time blocking. So, um, and really and truly, I can tell you that biggest area I could improve. I'm either super stressed because I have a ton of business or I'm super stressed because I have no business. Mm -hmm. And I think every agent has been there. I mean, I feel confident that every agent has been there. So learning how to, you know, you're going to be stressed when you have a lot of business, period. That's, you know, and that's okay. It's part of the job. We make a lot of money. Uh, in my mm -hmm. opinion, the more stress, the more money. I've always seen it in careers. Mm -hmm. Like, it happens like that. But when I'm down, things like time blocking would be awesome. And just making specific plans, um, you know, to work my business. Because sometimes you can just get so stressed and kind of down a little bit because your business is not, you're, you're so used to being so busy and then all of a sudden you're not and you're just like, it paralyzes me. I mean, I'm going to be super honest with you. It, it can really just get me stuck to where I'm like, I'm doing nothing. So just being a lot more intentional during my downtime instead of, you know, I'm still new in the business. So, you know, I'm learning how that flow goes. I'm definitely learning that but I just need to get better about being more intentional with my time when I'm not busy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So being still new in the business, what kind of projects are you working on to continue to improve? Um, I do a lot of groups. Like I, I take whatever skill I have and I just turn it into like a women's group. Just so I want to meet people. Um, I do flowers. Like I love to like do flower design. So I've done this many times and just met ladies. Cause remember I'm not from here. I've met a lot of people since I've been here three years. Like I don't even claim that anymore. You know, I, I've, I've plenty of opportunities to meet people, but I did start not knowing anyone. The only person I knew in Denver was my agent. That was it. So um, I will hold little flower classes where I teach ladies how to put arrangements okay. together. And um, I mean, I can have like 30 plus people in a room and 
I will say things like, I can help you make your house beautiful, but I can also help you get a house too. So, you know, kind of just <laughs> playing on some of that. I, I nice. do not, I'm not a, could try. I'm not a silent agent ever. And I think that is something that, um, you know, if an agent says, I don't have any business, well, how many people know you're an agent? You know, are you talking about it all the time? Do you let everybody, you know, know you're an agent and you don't have to do it like in a, you know, Avon kind of way. Here's my catalog, buy my product. Just talk about the market because it's my career. I am super interested in it. And guess what? The majority of people out there are interested in it too. Yep. I, I've personally done that in my business where I, I'm a snowboarder and on the ski mm -hmm. lifts, on the ski lifts, a lot of times conversations go kind of the direction of housing or buying a house or moving. And exactly. I'll yep. just tactfully mention, oh yeah, well, I'm a I'm actually a mortgage broker and, you know, mm -hmm. I, I noticed, I noticed this and this and this about the market. And um, uh -huh. before you know it, I've, I have business cards in my, my ski pants pocket. So I've, they're everywhere. Business cards yeah, everywhere. <laughs> a couple a couple transactions meeting people on the ski lift that way. Yeah. So. Well, I'll tell you my favorite, um, how to meet a, a, my favorite, I just closed a list by, and I met the girl in target about a year and a half ago. And, uh, you know, I'm in Target, of course, not dressed, just came from the gym and I got a Zillow call. So I was like, oh, Zillow call. I'm going to answer that. I don't care if I'm in Target. I don't care where I am. I'm really bathroom. It doesn't matter. Just answer it. You know, put it on mute. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, I answered the Zillow call. I set up the appointment. And I'm like, I'll see you in 30 minutes. Um, and so someone, you know, between the clothes rack heard me um, and she came over to me. She said, are you a realtor? And I said, yeah. And she went, you're going to leave Target and go show a house like right now, like without like planning it or anything. I said, yes, that's my job. And I said, I'll let her know I'm not looking beautiful, but guess what? You're looking at the house, not me anyway. So um, I did not get that Zillow sale. Yeah. You know, 10% is the, the, you know, the goal. So you win some, you lose some. Right, right. But what I did get was that other lady that was in Target and we sold her house. Um, you know, she had such beautiful style. We got $38,000 over list price like three weeks ago and they closed on their million dollar, million plus dollar dream home on a golf course last week. So don't be a silent agent. You know, um, if you are answering a call somewhere and somebody hears it, so what? You're not giving out personal information or social security numbers. Just, you know, be you. And uh, you never know who's listening. Well, I can tell that's one of the big reasons why you're successful. You're just you. You're authentic. And I, I think a lot of people appreciate that. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to choose who else to be. <laughs> right, right. It's a lot of people. That's well, I, too many choices. I can only be me. <laughs> I think I think there's a lot of people in our businesses that try to be someone else. They, they try to, I, uh, they, they try to sell agree. people. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Well, we're inundated with that. There's real estate shows on TV, um, selling mm -hmm. sunset uh, for life of me. If they lived my life on a Saturday, they could not wear those shoes. There's just no way, <laughs> no way. So, I mean, I'm, you know, feet on the ground, like I work yeah. and I, you know, we walk around land, we walk through new builds. I mean, we get and do the work and that's what's like super important. Yeah, totally. So fast forward a year from now. If you were to mm -hmm. look back at the year that passed, what would you, how would you define a successful year? Oh, um, great question. Um, not only am I successful when I close deals, 
but I really love helping my teammates. And I know for most people, that's probably like, oh, yeah, sure, you know. But actually, I really do. We have some new people on our team. And, um, you know, I'm a mother and grandmother, all that. So I just have that mothering teaching. Like, it just is who I am. And so not only if my year is successful, and it already is, you know, it's super strong. I might even meet my stretch goal, which I'm really very excited about. But if the couple of girls that I've been working with, if they have successful years and they already are like, that will make my heart so happy. That will really make my heart happy. That's really cool. What do you like to do for fun? Do you ever have time to do stuff that's not real estate related these days? Well, of course. I mean, realtors have plenty of time. (laughs) So we really do. You know, Tuesdays are kind of boring. Wednesdays can be kind of boring. Um, Tuesdays not today because we're hanging out. Of course, you know, this is a great Tuesday, but, um, I love to garden. I love to cook Cajun food. Um, I have two doodles. We do lots and lots and lots of walking, um, paddle boarding, hiking. I mean, we moved here and just embraced the Colorado lifestyle. So if it's outside, I'm doing it. Um, we built a fabulous, this was my treat on my first year. We built a fabulous covered deck with some swinging beds. So if I'm not working or doing something active, I will be out there. That is my office. <laughs> That's where I work. It's where I relax. Um, I'm married. My husband is my very best friend. I know corny it up, but you know, if it, your spouse is not your best friend, I'm sad for you, but we do so much together. We travel, we, you know, we do our daily walks. We just, I just have a great life. I'm not going to complain, but it's not perfect. So we don't even have to go there. Nobody's like us perfect. And that is something you know, you even look at these agents. Um, I'm going to sidetrack just a minute when you talk about success. Mm-hmm. It is so hard when you work for a company like 8Z because, you know, the requirement is 10 transactions a year. Um, mm-hmm. So everyone's working. Everyone's working. Um, but, you know, there's some people who sell a lot of real estate. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will be like, oh, I just had a great month. I closed how many ever, you know, however it goes. But then you look on the top producers and someone sold like three times more than you. Um, you just have to just level out, you know, you do you. Mm-hmm. And that is something you probably have the same thing. We're in sales. If you, if you're not driven, you're not ever going to be successful, but it's very important to just taper that to your own goals and not try to reach the goals of others because we're all in different shoes. We've all been in the business different amounts of time. We sell at different price ranges. So just um, leveling that out of my head is very important. Nice. I love it. So what is your, um, what would be your number one tip for someone that's starting in the business right now? I, I just met with someone for coffee <laughs> today that just started. Um, you, this is, you've got to tell everybody you're an agent. You really do. You can't be in the mindset of like, oh, I don't want her to think I'm selling. You're not selling. There's no house out there right now. If you tell someone you're an agent and you have like, you put your personality into it, it doesn't, you're not selling anybody. You're just letting people know what you do and you are passionate about it. So, you know, throw a little fact out, something that you love. Um, get out there, say it, do it. And and you don't have to do anything Mm -hmm. special. Get in the groups that you're in. Like you love snowboarding. You're passing your card out on the ski lift. I mean, no better place than that. There's nothing more authentic. And it it is just being you have a couple of little things um, in your pocket 
kind of goes back to kindergarten. You've got to have all these little tricks in your pocket for classroom management, for, you know, getting kids to do what they need to do at the right time. And you've got like verbiage and songs or, you know, whatever it is that you use. I love songs, but anyway, I can't use that in real estate, but um, <laughs> if you have yeah, to <laughs> Yeah, let's not. I probably do in my head, but right, right. <laughs> um, no, I'm teasing. So um, just do it. Just be passionate. Tell people what you do. It's not selling when you tell people you're a real estate agent. So have the mindset that I'm just letting you know what I do. I'm good at my job. I can educate you and get you into something that you probably didn't even know you could do. Um and just be excited about it, not embarrassed or I don't want you to know or I'm too worried you might think. I don't care what people think. You know, if I am out there, I did some door knocking the other day, which I've never done before, but we have a social equity program going and I thought everyone needed to know about that. So I did some door knocking in an apartment building that was a, a location, you know, in the social equity section. Mm-hmm. And um, again, never done that. I was a little bit shy about it, believe it or not. I just kind of feel a little bit weird. And, but but I had yeah. something to offer. I had $25,000 for you, like just hand to you for a down payment grant, right? I could just hand you money because of your address. But anyway, there were some people there and I was trying to talk to them. They were like, no, no, I don't want to talk to you. They really were yeah. doing that. Like I was like, had drugs or something. But anyway, if I let that bother me, I would have just left. But instead I kept knocking and I actually... Got someone under contract yesterday from that door knocking. Oh, wow. How cool is that? That's someone really who cool. thought they were going to rent for the rest of their life. She was in a one bedroom there. She's got a little one bedroom, but now she's going to build equity. And that is so exciting. Okay. And you know what? That, I will tell you, is my biggest win for the year. My smallest dollar point, my biggest mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Very much so. That's a great yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing all this. I mean, you're just, your, your, your authenticity and your aura is so awesome and it's easy to see why you're so successful and just oh, really appreciate you. You sharing all these tips for other agents. Well, I appreciate you inviting me on. So I really do. I, I was excited. Did you mention that you were a teacher too? Is that correct? I was. Yeah. Or no, you were. Yep. Long time it's ago. It's an, it's amazing how many teachers are in this business. And if you can just take And one of the girls that I'm, you know, on my team that we've been working tightly together, she was a teacher also. And I just say, if you can take everything from that little world or whatever world you're in, you know, it's all about relating to people. It's not about selling anything. It's all about building relationships. And even if it's not now, you know, not now, but something better probably later. So it's just knowing that it's a long game. And it's all about relationships. And I mean, that's it. There's, there's no trick, really. There's no trick at all. It's that yeah, simple. There's no, there's no shiny object or, or no. Yeah, trick to do. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. hundred percent. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate you being on Renee. And if you're listening to this show and found value, please share it with your friends that are in the business. That's how the word gets out and consider leaving us a five-star review. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, my name is RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending and you have a great rest of your day. Thanks.